We've got 10 nights until the next full moon. Well, he was what I would call a Sasquatch. pilots that showed unidentified flying objects. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I don't believe 99% of the things that people claim they've seen. I think this is in that 1%. A lot of people make fun of me, but I don't care. I know it's there. G'day and welcome back to the Mellow Tiger Podcast. My name's Bree Wolf, and here today, and almost always, is Josh. And hello. <laughs> and Jod. <laughs> howdy, howdy. How's everybody going out there? I have a joke for you. <laughs> they, don't be rude. <laughs> it's the man's question. <laughs> I don't like saying hello and goodbye. I have a joke for you. Okay, what is it? Knock, knock. Who's there? Hoot. Hoot who? I didn't know you were an owl. <laughs> I didn't know you were an owl. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Saying it louder doesn't make it better. I didn't. No. You, you having a good one, Josh? <laughs> who taught you that one? Where's the laugh button? Um, oh, I like that. <laughs> you hear on like, the background of Friends and stuff. Oh, that's, that's not do we have that? Do we have it? Wait. Yay! Oh, drums ruined it. Wait, tell the joke again. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, that's all right. You can edit that in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> so everyone um, is just living their best life, even though COVID's still going on, but not very bad. Is COVID right? still going on? Is this still going on? Yeah, I got an email today saying that Juniper was in... Um, school with a kid that had COVID. Okay. So, so it's still, yeah. They that, just let you know you're just going to... Yeah. We've still got the same thing at work, but they've dialed down because it used to be, you know, if you went and you got COVID, then your partner couldn't work and they had to stay oh, home. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's only on the person. If they've got COVID, everyone else can still go to work. So it just seems like they're just slowly dialing back the barriers. <laughs> you, ring, you ring them and go, oh, hey, I've got COVID. And they go, you dead? <laughs> <laughs> then you, you better can, be here. Yeah, <laughs> then you can come in. <laughs> I mean, anyone can do a chart with crayons and coal prices go up and the COVID symptoms drop, right? I feel like... We need everybody back to that's work. That's exactly right. You should start, all hands on deck. You should start selling positive COVID tests to people who just don't want to be at work. I think you can just dip them in yeah. Coke or something. Is that true? I mean, like the black Coke. I mean, Coca-Cola. Oh. <laughs> Do you mean... I don't think that's true. That no, you can't... Uh, orange juice done it? You gives a positive gives result. Gives a positive result on a... Uh, the, what's it called? The... COVID test? No, but not the... The PC, not the PCR one. The, when well, fucking that. obviously not. Who's hiding orange juice up their nose? It's got a little like, balloon with orange juice in it, so when they poke it up, they're like, Just bang. Have a sniff of it before you go there. Oh, that's good, OJ. You're like walking in there, like, go to swab your nose. You're like, can you do it in this cup instead? <laughs> they're like, seems weird, but I'm, I'll give it a go. Can you pee in this? I'll poop in it. <laughs> My wife said I should say yes more often. <laughs> It just seems like Coke can fix everything, right? Isn't it? Like if you have like real bad stains, you can chuck it in Coke. Yeah. Like if you've got metal that has real bad stuff on it from two centuries Lust. ago, yeah. chuck it in Coke. Do you remember that one time dad had found like some precious rocks or metal or something and they said, you that's what you do. You yeah. put it in Coke or like Pepsi or whatever. And mum had it on the bench and it was a rock in there. And you, we weren't allowed soft drink as kids unless it was Friday night football night. Exactly. And this was like a Tuesday evening and you saw a glass of Coke <laughs> on the bench and you drank it. And the, the rock was like, drink your drink. And mum's like, who's been into this? The That's why Coke's bad one. for your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a, a one they done with a the steak. They left in a steak for like a day and it just absolutely ate it. It's well, it breaks it down, doesn't it? Yeah, it breaks it, it down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't What's, know what it is what, in it. What was that ingredient in it that melts holes in your brain? Uh, methyl, uh, what is it? Phenylalanine. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Phenylalanine. 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 <laughs> it's got another name for it too. Me, 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 Sorry, me. just really, like, phenylalanine is a thing in our 
blood. It's what Juniper has. She's got phenyl. Phenyl, she's got phenylketonuria. Phenylalanine is the levels in your blood of something that um it it causes your brain to basically burn brain cells. That's what Juniper's thing. I think is. it's that then. I, I can't really no, say. No, is that okay? So that's phenylalanine. It's a spot of me. Oh, sorry, aspartame. That's it. Aspartame. That's the one. That's yeah, it, aspartame. Yeah. Which so, is phenylalanine. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Yeah. So aspartame raises your phenylalanine levels. In, because it's got a fake protein in it, well, it contains an amino acid that yeah. is that's what it's called. Phenylalanine. Phenylalanine. It's in extra like chewing gum as well. Oh, there you go. Aspartame. Yeah, yeah that's, that's just juniper can't have that. We have to like it's in everything. So if we go to get antibiotics, it's in antibiotics. And the doctor will go, no, protein and antibiotics. And I'm like, I didn't say there was. I said there was aspartame, which is a it's a what do you call it? Um, like a fake Phenyl- sugar. Phenyl- it's a sweetener. Phenyl- it's bad juju. Bad well, juju. People, bad for juju. Bad juju. <laughs> it's like um, you replace it and go, oh, sugar-free is still too bad tasty. It's aspartame that does that. Yeah, you're replacing like high sugar levels for death. Yeah, if you look at like um, uh, it's anything that's like zero or Pepsi Max, yeah. anything that's sugar-free. But if you look at the back of the bottle, it says, it'll say not for phenylketonurics, which is what Juniper is. Yeah, you got to replace the good stuff with something. Well, I took, it taste the same. I'd done the Pepsi challenge a while ago because mum and dad, you know, they, that's all they drink. Pepsi Max, Pepsi Max. Yeah. And I can tell you now, I prefer Pepsi Max to Coke. Yes, yeah, so I don't drink. I don't drink Coke sorry, anymore. Sorry, what challenge is that? You know, like the Pepsi challenge. No, they say take if you're going to take up something before it's like a before you like before you rip, die. On, rip on it, try it. Oh, so I was like, instead of drinking Coke, take the Pepsi challenge, and you drink Pepsi, and you're like, hmm, maybe I like Pepsi oh, more. I get it now. You get it? Yeah. Do you drink Pepsi or Pepsi Max though? Pepsi Max. What's yeah. Pepsi? I don't think I've ever drank Pepsi before. Yeah, Pepsi Max is exceptional mixer with spirits. It enhances the flavor of the spirit. I will drink Pepsi Max with anything. Yeah, so I like, can't drink Coke with scotch. I no, drink no, it tastes, it. it tastes dirty. Yeah, Pepsi, it's too syrupy almost, the yeah. Coke. Pepsi Max, perfect. It's yeah. Like, but in the States, it's really bad. It's like, you want Pepsi? <laughs> what is it? There's a joke. It's just like, oh, hey, can I get a Coke? And they're like, no, we've got Pepsi. It's like going to a sex worker and being like, hey, can I have sex? And like, no, can I give you a hug? <laughs> That's like, what I'm here for. Like, <laughs> Bit of Monopoly money. <laughs> We've got um, a Bare Bones episode today, which is basically we each choose an article. It can be new or old or just something we read. That's just a little bit of a tidbit, a little ton of muscle. <laughs> Of information, <laughs> and we get to go around and talk about it. Or it could be nothing at all yeah. if you didn't do it. One thing, actually, real quick, Dan. <laughs> That's an easy did way you to get around it. it? No, I did. I did. I just want to see your reaction. Josh is like, and once upon a time, I mean, actually, <laughs> this really happened. I tell a story, I make it up on the spot. No, Dan sent me this video. He's got nothing you to talk about. Stop. <laughs> no, please tell that story. I don't remember it. It was fantastic. No. Yeah, but you don't want to see our group we'll messages. We'll put it up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. um, Dan sent me this video and it was like from ABC and it was it was just all these different things about how like nowadays is a lot different from the olden days. And he said, there's a part in this video that reminds me of your family. Can you guess what part it is? And it's this dude and he's sitting at the, at the pub and he says something like, Fights, it's uh, contrary to popular belief, fights aren't really won by muscles. They're won by treacherous little mongrels with no sense of fair play. And I was like, <laughs> is true. that the Ernst part? He was like, that's the Ernst part. I was like, oh, checks out. Apparently he sent it to dad and dad's like picked it straight away as well. He was, dad was like, oh. 100%. Then started getting, giving us like fighting advice. He's like, if someone argues with you at the pub, <laughs> don't argue back, just hit him straight away. <laughs> just head because back. they're just looking for a fight anyway. <laughs> just pull them in, just like, come here. <laughs> Straight on I was the like, nose. or we could discuss the the issue, and that's like, if you want to be an idiot, be an idiot. Mm. <laughs> what am I to say? Mm. 
So yeah, he always had sound advice. So did you guys find any articles that you like? Yeah, I found one. I found two. I found did you? they're very little. I found one. Let's start with you, Josh. Yeah. I'm super yeah. curious. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, mine is about one day. <laughs> <laughs> that was just prince and just princess. <laughs> mine is about um, weird ancient Egyptian gods no one knows about. Like, How you, certain are you no one knows about them? Uh, not very. Well, you know about them. <laughs> <laughs> I do now, but I never did. It's like Fight Club. So, there's like, they, so you're talking much... about the ones like, you're not talking about the no, I'm like, set and <clears throat> yes, all that those sort of, sort of ones. Okay. Those ones. But they must have been so popular back in the day, people sort of just made a god up for everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the toothpaste god. Keep your teeth clash and clean. <laughs> <laughs> more, probably is more one, like, there isn't. oh, you are pregnant, but we are not having the sex. And it's like, oh, it was a, a god that did that to me. <laughs> and then the three guys show up with gifts for your <laughs> wife. <laughs> Whoops. That Curse. was the god of fertility. <laughs> Curse you, the no god of sex. <laughs> but yeah, so I went through... I went and picked out around seven or six of them that I think you guys would think are pretty... Struggle weird. with numbers. Six or seven. <laughs> I went backwards too. It no, I went forward numbers. then. <laughs> so these are weird ancient gods uh-huh. that I bet you've never heard of. So one, the first one's a bit strange. It's called, well, they're all strange because <laughs> they're weird. The first one's called Gen Gen or Gen Gen Were. It's the god of the, the celestial egg. So celestial is like life form. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know at the time. I just heard it in movies. Now, this is going to sound ridiculous, but Jen Jen were, was a celestial goose. That's so cool. Celestial's so, like s- space, right? And celestial's stars our and skywood. Like yeah, sky, yeah, skyward, yeah, yeah, up, yeah. Up there. So, the gr- and uh, guess what Jen Jen were means? This is what it translates to from the Egyptians. Golden egg. Sounds horrible. Sounds like, you know, you're plagiarizing from a storybook. Goose man. Goose man. He's literally goose man. <laughs> sound like another Avenger. It's called the Great Honker. <laughs> they called it the Great Honker. That's what noise that geese make, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we got. Scary motherfuckers, they are. What are we going to call it? It honks greatly. Great Honker. <laughs> call it Jen Jen Wur. <laughs> <laughs> and now, it, his sole purpose was to protect this stupid egg that contained the life force. Now, it doesn't really specify what life force, just life force in general. Is he a though. Jedi? He was a yeah, goose with a lightsaber. <laughs> And it was his big honker. <laughs> <laughs> and like his whole job legit was just to do what a normal goose does. It's just protect his egg. But he was like a god that they praise and all that. To, for the, so he's like the the god that protects the egg of life kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. But there's already someone... life, so I don't understand. Yeah, but maybe the life comes from the egg. Like yeah. that's a life force. So what yeah. happens if like someone god, gets maybe. into the egg? What happens if Zeus cracks someone it for gets his in breakfast? The egg. You know, that sounds so like... I'm going to make some quiche. <laughs> Not with the life force, Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, That's Zeus what... was horny. Hey? He got into every egg. Let's say he's in the egg. Yeah, <laughs> another baby Zeus. He in was there. a terrible father, wasn't he? <laughs> Holy shit! But Hercules learned discipline. <laughs> oh, because he? Hercules survived. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. But yeah, so that was the that was Jinjin Were, and another one was Hedjahoptep. I had trouble pronouncing that a couple of times. Is that him? Yeah. <laughs> Is that him? God of fabric. Oh. So this one means like just start rush. making them. Yeah, but he, touch it so soft. He was the inventor of the clothing and created the clothes for the pharaohs, gods, and deceased. He's like the dead guys near clothes too. 
I'm going to make some nice PJs because <laughs> you're going weird, for big sleep. Yeah, a weird one. Oh, oh but they're into wrapping Anubis. bodies. Why don't you just iron that? <laughs> <laughs> don't put that one in the dryer. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't deserve any of this. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wait, I am God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make another one. I don't know why you sound Yeah, we should probably <laughs> stop with the accents. Yes. <laughs> so this, this fella sounds like a use and abuse God because there isn't a lot known about him. So they don't really talk much about him in many of the, the stories, old stories and the hieroglyphics and that because there isn't a lot known about him. But he shows a few up a few times when Tayet, the god of we- goddess of weaving, requires his help and Shezmu, which just sounds pretty That's cool. That's cute. Shezmu, the god of treatments for headaches and stomach aches, requires what the fuck? his assistance in making bandages. A.K.A. the god of hangovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like you say, there's like a god for... Uh, just made and, um Quitza, the god of stub little toe. Yeah. <laughs> there's like one for each stubbing of yeah. each toe. Yeah. Like, and then the toe now. Yeah. No, but like literally you stub his toe, but if you cut a toe, that's a different god again. Oh, that's the angry one. <laughs> yeah. Don't get fluff fluff involved. <laughs> and Do you think they like, like they made stuff, like they weaved stuff, and then they're like, but I made the fabric, so... What does this got of fabric, like, what has he got to do with anything? Sometimes I think it could be like, you know, when your kid's asking questions and you don't know what to answer with, you're just like, I don't know, fucking whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of like, <laughs> mother, where does fabric come from? It's like, oh, I got a fabric. And there's <laughs> like, John down the street, he's just putting in a 12-hour shift weave and this kid's clothes going, bitch. <laughs> well, I think it's much like doctors when you treat someone with cancer and the cancer is cured and it's like, thank God. It's like, yeah, I had fucking nothing to do with yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I went through all that medical I'll school. press. <laughs> yeah. I guess God was there with me. So another one is Sepa, God of Centipedes. I've now, heard Sepa. Yeah, Sepa, God of Centipedes. And I thought this was silly, but then when you read what Sepa's there for. So he actually has a crazy important job to do. Did he create the human centipede? It's very important. Yes, he did. And it was quite it was quite common back then. <laughs> like everybody wanted to join. There's a lottery. and they really, He told someone to eat shit and he meant it literally. <laughs> literally. Um, the Egyptians were so obsessed with preserving the dead and would mummify their bodies to keep them in good condition. Sometimes insects would get to the bodies before they could preserve them, which in turn caused the body to start decaying. Mm. So, but guess what centipedes food on? Meat? Oh, other insects? <laughs> I fucking don't know. Meat? No, other insects. So they oh, were insects well, second, before they. I got the second one before they um got to the body. So they, you know, you put centipedes on them. They wouldn't eat the, the flesh, but they'd eat the other insects. Howdy, All I'm thinking about is the mummy and the scarabs. Yeah, yeah, they getting the brain. And, yeah, those centipedes on the body. Like, how to partner? You rolled into the wrong town. <laughs> Scarab's trying to get away. And it's like, I got more legs than you. He pulls, he just pulls out a hundred pistols. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge this. Yeah. The, the Trinity insect's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> not this time. <laughs> <laughs> we only got four legs. <laughs> oh, bro. I don't need a helicopter pop. <laughs> I hope people get that. <laughs> they won't. No. So they believe they protected the dead. So that was kind of a cool one because they're like, mm. we need a god of centipede to protect the dead because they, you know, they go to the next life. And yeah, yeah, that's right. And the, the other one, another one is Kenti Cars. So god of the nose of the dead. What? Yeah, it, it was exactly the way you heard it. But what does that do? I'll explain it now. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy was literally just made up to stop people taking noses off the deceased. Why do you want a nose? Yeah. Isn't it cartilage so anyway? Statues. So it, it's a bit. Vague as well how they say it. I thought it was from the bodies, but I'm pretty sure it was the statues they're buried in. Oh, so, like the sarcophagus yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, the, you know, yeah, the sarcophagus. I'm having a stroke. Say sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. Yeah, you can. I knew you could say it. Yeah, I was just trying to 
the story's pretty short, so I'm just trying to lengthen it. It's fine. Stop <laughs> <laughs> pretending I mispronounced so things. Cool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you start talking real slow all of a sudden. Apparently, some believe by taking the noses off the deceased statues, it will kill any part of that person's spirit still living inside the statue. So people, obviously, if you bear a real big grudge on someone that died, you chop off the nose so they, their spirit um, is, is they're like, gone completely. Is that why they say don't cut off your nose to spite your face? No, nah, it's probably different. different but that seems like kind of hectic. That's like a heaps fucked up person. If you have that big of a grudge with someone, yeah, and the way they that you go so when they're dead, you can't even just be like, "Ah, oh, they're dead." You yeah. have to be like, "I'm coming." And it's a massive knows. move in Egypt because the whole thing of their life was the afterlife. Like they put so yeah. much into the afterlife, so that's a big ball yeah, move. Yeah, I can that's imagine. why they like, have to stop it by putting a god in place to stop you. <laughs> it's yeah. It's. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> you can imagine them. Here comes the noses of the dead god. <laughs> you can imagine. Oh, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotcha. No, I was just kidding. First warning. <laughs> yeah. It'd be different, like, than today. They'd be like, oh, it's okay. Things will be better when you're dead. Like, that's what the parents would, like, tell their children. They'd say, oh, it'll be better when you're dead. You got something to look forward to? Death. You, yeah, more death. death. In more the death. eternal slumber. <laughs> but make sure you take your nose with you. <laughs> you need that one. You need it for some reason. Uh, another one Dua. Lipa. That's just Dua, but I reckon if they put Lipa there, it'd be cool. God of toilets. Okay. True story. Dua was the Egyptian god of sanitation. So his role was to make sure everything was clean from your sinks to your shitters. So the legit, like put, like when you flush the toilet, clean it, not flush it, because they didn't flush it back then. <laughs> like, put Fucking, a, where are we? <laughs> so when they pooped in their hand and threw it. No, <laughs> no, we're still a bit up from there. Okay. <laughs> Between toilets in, in and between, hand throwing. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe drop toilet. Okay. Um, yeah, so wherever they'd done their deed, um, they'd pray to him to clean it. And obviously, the wife would come along, shovel it. <laughs> where it's magical. Go. Oh, my God, he's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just crying in a bathroom. Full of shit. <laughs> Please, God. The sink's full of crap. <laughs> I don't believe in you anymore. He's like, oh, sure, I'm hot too. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kebeshet, goddess of freshness. So this was the wife I was talking about. She'd come into the bathroom. <laughs> Followed Dua, the god of toilets and shit stains around. So Kebeshet was the daughter of Anubis. So we all know oh, Anubis. Yeah. So Anubis, which was the god of death and mummification. Mm-hmm. He's hectic and she didn't get a good one. No, she got like, she's just working in the shed for dad. <laughs> so her job was to keep the bodies nice and fresh during the embalming process. Oh, that's oh, pretty so good. It's something, yeah, it's I, something to do with it. Nice, I thought more job, like yeah. fresh sheets. I don't know. Why. I was thinking like, more like after that guy finished with his toilet, she come in and gave like the air fresh. <laughs> <laughs> just done like a... Yeah, ever left the pile there. That's a pretty important job, keeping the dead fresh. It's in the family business anyway. That makes more sense. It's like spraying deodorant on your shit and not flushing the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that was her job to make it smell good. Sweetie, bring the Febreze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, which lucky enough, she was also the god of embalming fluid. So she, You can't have two. Uh, well, you that's can't what be I two. thought when I read it too. I'm like, there should be a god for that. Like someone's missing out. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she was yeah, pretty pretty big role in the door of Anubis. She could have just got that title strutting around. But next next one is Tefnut. Tefnut. I like to call him Lefnut. Goddess of, left not. goddess of spit. Oh. She's she, she anyway. bad. <laughs> she's bad, yeah. She's a big old cobra. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tefnut is the goddess of moisture. <laughs> Grow up. What do you call up? Cobra spit. Big old one spit too. <laughs> 
<laughs> this one's a spitter. <laughs> You're up? Yeah, yeah. Continue, We're just waiting. Go, go ahead. So she's the goddess of spit. So Tefnut is the goddess of moisture. Mm-hmm. So, but which includes moist air, dew, a light drizzle, and spit, and cakes, and cakes. <laughs> not not those hard cakes. That, <laughs> what are those ones? The ones you got to crack it. Rock cake. You're cracking. Who do you eat rock cakes? No, no one does. No. Yeah, Daniel does. does if you not. go to yeah, if you go to the bakery, he can have anything your heart desires, and he chooses rock cakes, and that just baffles me. I don't think I've ever had rock cake. No, I think we had it when we were young and it's, so our brains bad. told us not to ever touch it's it. So it was bad. like chewing into concrete or something. I think it was concrete. <laughs> it's like a natural instinct to just not eat that. Dan will get it and I'll be like, can't you get maybe Do you know what it is? It's because he knows I hate it and he knows I won't eat it. So he's like, I would, I'm oh, so going to risk it, yeah. you. I'm going to get mm-hmm. rock cake. That's how bad I don't want to share with you. Maybe he just likes to be different like me sometimes when – you know, a lot that's of people. That's not different. That's a lot something of people wrong don't want with you. Things, he just wants to be out different. No, nah, that's something wrong with you. You don't do that with rock cake. Yeah, you're right. You, that's you make your statement somewhere else, that's not with boundaries. rock cake. Yeah. No offense if you like rock cake. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should add lots of offense because they need to know. <laughs> I feel like it's like dad. He just thinks you can say no offense or like with peace and love, and then you can just fucking annihilate that's a, a free, person. That's free range. And then, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I told you no offense. You can't be <laughs> mad at me. Yeah. No offense, fuck you. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so she only got the moist air, though, dew and a light drizzle and spit. So she never got the water because the water god, I forget her name, but I think it's only the Nile. She's a god mm. of the Nile. She said, stay in your fucking lane, bitch. She's like, yeah, stay in your lane. Anything over a drop. like Anything drizzle, over a drizzle. If that, if that drizzle yeah. counts to a mill, it's mine. And the other one, or she, so she's she become a little spitter. She's, she's like, you can have spit now, fuck off. I don't want to see your face <laughs> he, again. Here's your drop. <laughs> right in the Nile. <laughs> Runs away because she can't leave the Nile. <laughs> but Tef's nut's name can be translated into spit. So legit spit god. Mm. There's even a picture of her mouth somewhere mid spit, like a hieroglyphic. <laughs> oh, really? Like yeah. it's actually I see a hieroglyphic that. of yeah. it. Yeah, that was like, it was, <laughs> oh, okay. it was in the old. Porno. <laughs> I don't know if it's that back then. Why are you looking at Jordan laughing and then you look, look at you. you look at me with a shit to your eyes? Like you look away so quick. I'm like, stop coming back to me then. Just look at Jordan. I don't want you looking at me while you're doing this. <laughs> Why don't I get the shit to your eyes? I can see the old pharaoh with a candle in one hand reading it going, oh yeah, Tef nut, that gets me left nut. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Just a few weird gods in there. Very weird. <laughs> yeah, very weird. Well, you don't hear about like, like I said. There's a. God, it was interesting. They must just like. There's no phones back then. So they're I all bored. They just mm, make a god for everything. I yeah. think it's not interesting. Look, it is, but I think that's okay. why. You, <laughs> sorry, frisbee's phone. <laughs> I don't mean it. I don't mean it like that. I think it just isn't like when you consider all the other gods and the shit they do. This one cleans the toilet. Like, no one cares. Yeah, you when know? especially you're like God of War and stuff like that. Like, it's, all the cool ones. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting to know about all these backseat gods. I think that's why we don't hear about them because I reckon that's it would it. downplay the other gods. It would just make, make them all look silly. <laughs> Except <laughs> the God of Death. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I sorry. Didn't, I didn't mean what I, what I said. <laughs> I think you're cool. Unless you don't want to be cool. <laughs> I have a little one. I think I sent it to you guys. But you don't, I don't think you ever read anything I send you for the most part, unless it's hilarious. You're right. I don't check my phone, especially Facebook messages. I struggle. Um, Why? Just with the Facebook message? Like reading. (laughs) Reading. (laughs) Hey, hey, eight-year-old daughter, can you come read this to daddy? Matilda. (laughs) Daddy needs help. Uh, Annie Bruce said fuck. That's not true. (laughs) That would be true. 
One sec, I no, I, I turn my notifications off because oh, thank you. I turn my notifications off because especially footy footy season. Yeah, and all the boys like to talk on the group chat in there and ding ding ding. I'm like trying to get a bed for work the next day at nine o'clock and ding ding yeah. ding ding. So I turn my notifications off. So I you never know, know you can do messages. that for the group. Yeah, that's what I do. Do you? Yeah. For, for you can just get click on the group and like silence. The not group. our yeah. not our group. Just sounds like a lot of effort. <laughs> it really isn't. It's literally one. Well, click. It and really can, is. But you can <laughs> silence. No, but it's good because you can say silence for twelve hours. Mm. Silence for. Yeah. However long. Tw- silence until I turn Forever. back on. Silence. Yeah, it'll say that. Your phone will scream that at you when you press it. It goes silence. Oh, like Harry Potter. That's good. Yes, master. <laughs> <laughs> and then vibrates. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, master. <laughs> Sorry, that master. Was, that was inappropriate. Would you like me to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Fonzie. <laughs> Don't ever stop. Okay, I sent you one, and it's the Armorillo UAO. 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 Yep. Yep. Did I send it to you? Send me. What do you mean? Never Where, mind. How long ago? No, don't worry about it. Um. Yeah. Bring it up. So it's this <laughs> image that was taken. Oh yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you know what I'm that. talking about. It's creepy. What's it called? It's called the Amarillo UAI. So UAI, yeah, I sent it to fucking long time ago. (laughs) Um, That's what I'm talking about. Still haven't acknowledged it. (laughs) This is the Amarillo what? Um, UAO. UAO. I might have said I before, but I meant O. So it's um. What a big old floppy, I reckon. <laughs> it looks like dog soldiers, to be honest. Dude, that's, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, but so the city of Amarillo has appealed for the public's assistance after security cameras picked up an unsettling figure apparently walking around the perimeter fence of the zoo in the early hours on May 21st. So the city of Amarillo sent out this tweet with the image and it says the Amarillo Zoo, Amarillo, just, oh, sorry, real quick. I've been to Amarillo. I stayed the night in Amarillo in Texas. Tejas. That's why I chose this story, because I just wanted to gloat about travels because once again. I travelled. <laughs> so the Amarillo Zoo captured a strange image outside the zoo in the dark and early morning hours of May 21, around 1.25am. Is it a person with a strange hat who likes to walk at night? A chupacabra? Do you have any ideas of what this UAO, unidentified Amarillo object, could be? Harry dude with a paintbrush. So that well, that was tweeted out. So if you were to describe it, mm. so the picture we'll post it to the Facebook page. But I'm sure a lot of people, if you're into this, you've probably already seen it. But it's just like an image facing outward of the zoo, I assume, and you can see the perimeter fence in it. And then there's this image of like a creep. It looks like a person, like same height as a person, and it's in movement, but it's got like well, was it the head looking? of a wolf. That's what I'm trying to figure. Is, is it now looking at me? Isn't it illusion? Some people is, think it's. Looking directly at you. Some people look at think it's looking directly straight ahead. Well, I thought it was looking behind. straight ahead, but now I'm looking at me. I'm exactly the same, yeah. and now I look at it. it. Looks like it's looking at me. That's a it's like really, dog man. dude. It's really hard to kind of yeah. It it, it, it literally looks like a werewolf from Dog Soldiers. He's, right? making, he's making that paintbrush look like a dangerous weapon. Is it a paintbrush or is it he holding his tail? Like, what is the deal? It doesn't. Come on, Mary, and I'll give you a like whooping. Swinging it around. <laughs> the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> it looks. Is that a tail? <laughs> it looks like human and humanoid. Yeah, humanoid. Human, yeah, it's bipedal. Sure. It's on two legs. It's walking. It looks like it's swinging its arms. I think. Yeah. I to think me, it, I think it's looking straight ahead. But now I can see it looking into my soul. Whether you say fake or not, it's definitely something like a. It's got the person look about it, whether he's hunched or whatever it is, is hunched. It's definitely... It's weird, right? Yeah. So city officials insist the image is real and that they're just as baffled as to who it could be as everyone else. 
So the image of the creature was caught lurking via a perimeter motion camera and an alert was sent to the zoo staff. So it's a motion camera and it sets off a video whenever like the motion is captured and then an alert is sent to the staff to say we've caught this thing and like they'll just say, oh, hey, you've got a new camera, like a new video from your camera and they, I assume, sometime during the next day, like let's see what it is. So it's a zoo. And it's in the zoo, though, or no? Out, it's, it's outside, outside the zoo. zoo. It's yeah. outside the fence, right looking to get in. Looking, getting hungry. But this is the thing, a too. Big old elephant. It's a video, and this is just a still from the video. You got a video? Have you got the video? No one's got the video. Oh, of course nah. they don't. So, City of Amarillo Director of Parks and Recreation said, we just want to let the Amarillo community have some fun with this. That mm. always fucking reeks of fucking bullshit. Yeah. <sighs> so... Th- I'm already out. <laughs> They're having a lot of fun with it, though. There have been some pretty hectic theories as to what the creature could be. So these are a few of them. Rocket the raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy. What, on steroids? Man bear pig. <laughs> so, someone said man bear pig someone said just put the names together squash them <laughs> don't be creative someone said meth sonic a drug addled version of sonic the hedgehog <laughs> he's running days behind him yeah. and the usual stuff a wendigo a, were- a, wen- a wendigo I can never say it properly a werewolf or a person in a large hat or lots of people are saying a furry Mate, it's fur- it's furry. It's definitely no, Josh. A furry. Like, what's a furry? A furry. You don't. You guys don't know what furries are. A furry. Are you serious? F- you no. Wait. You guys don't know what furries are. Furries. This is exciting <laughs> for me because I I love to explain this. So it's like people who have a fetish, like a sexual fetish, to dress up as an animal and then have sex with each other, dressed as that animal. They take on the like the spirit of the animal. Essentially, yeah. they pretend to be the animal. And they dress up like the animal. But it's supposed, it's like almost like cutesy. So it's like a cutesy fox outfit might fuck someone in like a cute rabbit outfit or whatever outfit they're in. That's what a furry is. Someone who has a sexual fetish with dressing up as an animal and fucking one another. It's really prevalent. Wait, it's not always like a sexual fetish kind of thing with furries. Just in the context to this story, some people just like dressing up as animals. But in the context to this particular story, it is like the stereotyped version of a furry where it's a sexual you fetish. You were very excited to tell us this. Yeah, because yeah. you didn't know I'm like super excited. Do you know what cussy is? No. It's like, so you seen the... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so have you seen Cars, the movie? Yeah. So there's like car babies, right? So there's this idea that there's this thing called cussy, which is car pussy. (laughs) The exhaust? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Google cussy. Fire it up, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm just going through things like, do you know what this is? Pop the hood so it hits me in the face. (laughs) Okay, so that's what a furry is. So a lot of people think it could be a furry. (laughs) <laughs> That's what the people think they're catching. Hanging around the zoo, though, the furry's right. gotten a little too into hey, character. Le- hey, Lima, look my way just for a second. <laughs> Sprout your rings this way. <laughs> the why, one's on his tail. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> why, why are you doing this to my Lima? Get me a hot mother. Touches the fence. It's like backwards. <laughs> 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 well, he's got arm through the fence. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> He sleep with my He's he's leaving my mate's like Barry back up to the furry (laughs) (laughs) He's no monkey (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally crying (laughs) 
We're all sober too. Except for for sober. (laughs) You can imagine you going home now and just Googling the fuck out of furries. He's like, what kind of shit are you into now? (laughs) Don't do it though, unless you really. Because there is so much furry porn. Like, I'm not joking. Just throw a gazelle costume at B. <laughs> you stand there in your line, one. Shit. <laughs> Do it. She's like, Josh, what is this? And you're just like, run. Run. <laughs> run. So, I personally think this is a hoax to like increase tourism and talk about Amarillo. Just like, it. everyone straight away is just like, oh, it's a chupacabra. No, yes, like, everything, everything strange in America is just chupacabra. Yeah, so I don't think they get it. I didn't think it was a chupacabra when I looked at it. No. I was like, that's a werewolf. If it's going, no. if it's going to be anything cryptid, yeah. that's what it is. Like yeah. it's a dog man. I liked it to start with till you said there's a video. That's what I don't like. And they're either. not showing you though. Like, yeah. Well, the comment that he made, what was it? Let him have fun with it or whatever. Yeah, let's. We just want. Or what, what did he say? He said, um, we just want to let really Amarillo a community have fun with this. Yeah. So they can't. It's either either nothing or they know what it is. Because, I mean, you could learn so much from the movement if they had released a video. If it was something really creepy, yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. If they have to protect the lemur's identity. <laughs> <laughs> they got to blow it out. <laughs> Finish it. You can't watch the end of it. If it was real, though, I hate it. If that is something real, I hate it. Like I don't like that. What the lemur part of it? The- no, well, no, I don't. I don't like that either. But like, I don't like whatever that creature is. No, it, it literally looks like something from Dog Soldiers. It looks yeah. pretty good. Like it looks good in a way where it's believable until the other shit. Until you up. find yeah. out that you've got a video on it. Well, that's pretty. F- it's obviously a person. Then, if say it's made up, it's got the. It looks like something dressed up. I don't like how they called it a UAO either. Like, who does Amarillo City Council think it is? Like, oh, well, let's make up an acronym and it'll be known as the Amarillo yeah. UAO. And we made it up and this is our place and we got publicity and... Yeah, exactly. And but we're have, talking about them. Have you been to Amarillo? <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking Armadillo. Do you know animal. Cadillac Ranch at all? It's like the ones you see and it's all the cars and they're up vertically and they're half buried in the ground in like the desert and they've got spray paint all over them. No. You've never seen that? It's like mm-hmm. a kind of famous place. It, that's in Amarillo. There's not, not much in Amarillo, I'm not going to lie. Amarillo just sounds like an, like an old western town every time I think about it. It, it. sounds yeah. like they needed something like a hut. There was like a giant steakhouse there. When we went through it was on Contiki and we stopped and we went to the giant steakhouse and you could, it's one of those ones where um, you have to eat like that massive steak mm. and if you eat it, within the certain time you don't have to pay for it, but it's like almost impossible. And a few guys in our Kentucky try to do it and they're like vomiting and stuff. Like it's in almost impossible. And you have to eat it in like all the sides and everything like that as well. The fat on it, I couldn't even tell you. It was all the sides. And I'm like, you're set up to fail unless you are a professional eater. Did you just ask for a glass of milk from that cow? <laughs> what? Yeah, the, no, I meant that one. <laughs> oh no, I'll have a slab of meat from that cow. He didn't put up much of a fight. I'll oh, just have a glass of milk from that cow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like kind of like a. I would say Amarillo. From if you're not from Amarillo or the area, it's kind of known to be like touristy and kitschy and kind mm. of like shit like this brings it's different. people hey, weird in. Shit yeah. happens in Texas like this all the time. It's just, it's just kind of yeah, fucking Texas. Mm. No offense. No, we love Texas. <laughs> I love Texas things. <laughs> I like the What's topping it? on my schnitzel. Mine's, a, I think, mine's a little bit lengthy. I don't know. I oh, really like that's not what I've heard. <laughs> Who you been talking to? Nobody. <laughs> Better not have been Jim again. <laughs> Jam. <laughs> Can't see. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a trek into the jungle now. I'm so excited. So, have you guys ever heard of Percy Fawcett? Like the kitchen sink tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
No, I haven't. Potentially. He was, there was a movie on him about finding the lost city of Zed on Netflix. Oh, you yes. know Charlie Hunnam? Yes, I've seen that. It's he, so good. Yeah. yeah. I watched it again today because this is loosely based on like, what I'm going to be talking okay, about. Okay, cool. So he was one of the well, uh, well-known explorers of the Amazon jungle in the in like the early 1900s. Ooh, I like it. It's early too. Not yeah, so you love this movie, Josh. Oh, it was good. It's not on Netflix anymore though. It's on. I had to watch it on YouTube or something. Yeah, Rockbox. Yeah, it's not on Netflix. Nah, it used to be. And you can watch it on YouTube. Yeah, which sounds Rockbox. dodgy. You, when you watch it on YouTube, you have to download it, don't you? Or like pay for it? No. No, that sounds. Yes, dodgy, we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, so just to give you a bit of a background on, on Fawcett. He was born on the 18th of August in 1967 in English. So he's an English explorer. Um, he served in the military from 1886 to 1919. And I was listening to something today. And he before he got into the military, he had to go to like an academy and stuff like that. Mm. And the reason he went to this certain academy is because his mum liked the uniforms. Weird. That was the only reason why he went to the academy in the first place. You think I'm sexy now, Mum? <laughs> <laughs> so he ended, up, he ended up reaching the rank of lieutenant colonel. So during this time, he made his mum liked lieutenant colonels. <laughs> <laughs> so during this time, he made many expeditions into the jungle for the Royal Geographic Society. So uh, while he was in the army, they sent him to the Royal Ge- uh, Geographical Society, and then they sent him into the jungle, so Bolivia and that, which was mm. unmapped. And they wanted him to go there and map out the region, you know. And he loved it, didn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. he was full into it. Like he, that's what he went there to do. And he liked to explore, he liked to adventure. So he's like, hey, sign me up, I'm ready to go. This is all good. It's Indiana fucking Jones, isn't it? But this is that's what well, of the some Amazon. Of this, yeah, this is Indiana Jones was like the writers after learning about Percy, they sort of based Indiana Jones off How him. How cool is that? These excursions were carried out between nineteen oh six and nineteen twenty five. He's most famous for his ambitions and ill-fated expedition in 1925 to find the lost city of Zed, a city he was convinced existed in the forgotten, unexplored depths of the Amazon jungle, a journey during which he would vanish off the face of the earth along with his eldest son, Jack. I find that cool. Like, how, how do they... I'm oh, so no. glad they're dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... So the, glad they're the gone. The fact that it ends there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's, it, like, that's, that's the end of the story. <laughs> I find it cool that there's a city people think about... Mm-hmm. And they go looking for it, and like, how do they know about it to start with? Yep, I find shit like that cool. Like, there's something out there they know about it, but how? Did it like get the lore it? of it all. The lore, yeah. I like the lore. Like, there's something there, and yeah. no one's ever been there. So, in in the movie, I didn't find it any of the study, and I was doing them, but in the movie, he was there, and an Indian ended up saying to him, like, he had an Indian guide. You should in, live. And he said about wait, whereabouts was this? Was this in South America? Yes. Okay. In Bolivia. So the the Amazon yeah. River. That's what they'll they'll trying to um. They had like a little raft, like a little boat, and they were trying to sail up the up the river to find where the Amazon came out. Oh, okay, yeah. The mouth of the Amazon. So they could map it all and bring it back to the um, society. And this one dude was like, hey, if you, if you think you like this, i got someone else you might like. Yeah, well, he was like talking to him. He's just like, Spoke you this guys. <laughs> D'Artagnan. But he's like, you white people don't know anything. Like there's literally cities... With like gold and silver and stuff like that. I feel like he's a bit of a like narc, like a bit of a snitchy snitch. Imagine <laughs> being part of his tribe and be like, Barry, what the fuck are you talking about? He, Shut he, up. he was their guide because he was kind of like a slave kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, he brought up gold. He's almost like trying to misdirect him or yes. trying to get. It's right well, past is, that pit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is all goes hand in hand with like the conquistadors and stuff like that. Like all the stuff they yeah. were searching for. Wouldn't you hate him? Wouldn't you be like not telling him shit? You'd, be, you'd just be standing there frowning at him the whole time. Yeah. You wouldn't even speak. Like, like you were that fish. I'd be like, there's no gold here. And they're like, what? I'm not here for the gold. There's no gold. <laughs> so basically that's what happened with him. He went up the river to map it and all that. And then he got 
from some sort of source, whether it was one of the natives there or whatever, he started to get a hold of this idea about this lost city of Zed. So he kept on making more expeditions into the jungle to find this, but this city. But that, that wasn't related to military, though, was it? That was He was doing that on his own back? He was hired by the... The military sent him to the National Geographic Society because they kind of poached him. Oh, okay. He, like, before hey, he joined the military... Cool. Yeah, before the military, he'd done a diploma with them uh, about mapping and all that sort of stuff. So they're like, oh, he's a prime candidate. We're just going to hire him, bring okay. him back. He and wasn't we'll doing like regular rich people shit where they fund their own no. ex- expedition. Not at this stage no. anyway. Yeah. And he was working for someone. Yeah. So it was all about the mapping. Then he got hold of this whole lost city kind of thing. And he ended up finding like pot shards and everything up there. Yeah. Like these people thought they, these natives were, you know, just hunter gatherers. They had no skill, like nothing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's bringing back to these people saying, look, they're not just there's evidence of some. There's yeah. evidence of these people being civilized. Like there's. Yeah. There's buildings, there's roads, there's, they've got agriculture. Yeah. But like, you can't grow anything in the Amazon. They had to make their own, like, fertilise their own soil to make That's their crazy, own agriculture. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy. So, he, so he, for now, he's just mapping the Amazon up through the river system, mm-hmm. but he's also got a big passion now, a big drive to So, he's finished that. He's actually mapped it. Yeah, so now he's looking for And this. now he's going back on expeditions to look for right. Ross and There's a whole, like, I could go forever about his adventures and that, but I want to focus on the one point. So... One of the more interesting and lesser discussed aspects of his venture to discover the lost city are all the strange, mysterious creatures he allegedly encountered along the way. Mm. It's insane. <laughs> the hypnotoad. <laughs> <laughs> so throughout his travels, Fawcett kept incredibly detailed journeys of his expedition and experiences. And trudging through the normal, more mundane, everyday or trials and tribulations of the expedition, one can at sometimes find rather amazing, bizarre accounts involving countless strange creatures. So he was just doing the same thing, like just wading his way up the river and every day he'd write in his journal. And it was all mostly mundane, everyday stuff. But everywhere in the snippets of his journal and diaries, you'd find just these incredible stories of these amazing creatures. So his journal would hold a genuine zoo of strange and bizarre creatures that have never really been identified or explained by science. And he once mysteriously and eerily described the Amazon jungle in one of his journals as the following. A poisoned hell that could never be explored on foot. 60-foot anacondas capable of picking a man out of a canoe. Savage ape men. An infested plain of deadly snakes. Bats so big they look like pterodactyls. Ferocious black panthers. White Indian tribes, swarms of biting bees, and fires in the distance. That's how he described the Amazon and what jungle. And what in the distance? Fires in the distance. Like bushfires? Yep. Oh, well, yeah, Amazon bushfires. Yep. Jungle. Bush, I guess. Jungle, jungle, jungle fire. fire. <laughs> That's a good band name. There's another JF over there. <laughs> <laughs> Paddle Timmy. He gives me, um, um, what was his name? John Pattinson, John Patterson vibes. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Animal, the like, man is a savo. I'm like, thinking more Alan Wilson. <laughs> Why are you going to bring up yeah, the most traumatic stop. event of my childhood? Dad taps her on the shoulder. Hey, bro, your boyfriend's dead. <laughs> you literally said it to her. Yeah. Like smug face and yeah. everything. Yeah. Like, it. I've been waiting for this. Like, he's watched it before. Yeah. And I can't wait. Yeah. Okay, excuse me. Owen Wilson led us to a very good movie. Let's not get. He did. Yeah, so you should thank me for my crush on Owen Wilson as snakes a 12 year old. <laughs> snakes don't grow that big. Osnodze don't. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that, you know, I watched that the other day, maybe like two months ago. Hold up. Yeah, I bet. What's, what's it got? Ice Cube in it? Ice Cube, Jennifer J-Lo. Lopez, um, John Voight. Who's it got off the mummy? Oh, yeah, it was too. The dude who uh, helped yeah. open up the um, thing. He go, he he went, don't read from the Book of the Dead. Yeah. Jumanji as well. The dad from Jumanji. Yeah, his old buddy who jumped from that. 
I said, jump, jump. He's like, you idiot, you won't jump. And he did jump. I'm like, he jumped. And then got and him then anyway. Got him anyway. Like, oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> Should have done it earlier. You couldn't have done it. <laughs> Should have stayed in a cave. So some of the strange creatures that are mentioned in his journals and which are obviously something not officially known are frustratingly mentioned only briefly or in passing as if they are just a part of everyday life for the explorer. So he put a lot of detail into his notes about everything he was doing. But when it comes to these creatures and all that, he, he seemed to be very brief and like, like kind of pass over them kind yeah. of thing. Like they weren't that important. Like it's seen, like, holy like, shit, you should see this yeah. thing. But to him, it's probably every day. Like exactly. That's what it's kind of written like. It's, like or, it's a fucking werewolf. I've seen it yesterday. Like that. <laughs> or that's yeah. not what he's there for. So he's not yeah. concentrating yeah. on being as detailed. He's got other yeah, stuff Yeah, well, that's true. Mind. Maybe yeah. he's, like his drive now is not these cool creatures. It's I want this gold and silver yeah. or whatever it is. So one of these uh, was something called the silver ants or silver ants which could apparently reduce clothing and bedding to threads in a single night. Oh, that's off Indiana Jones, one of the older, later movies. Ants you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the fire ants in the yeah, last yeah. one, yeah. No, they went over the top with them. The yeah, they, the took, they, took, the people, they yeah. took the people with the clothes. So he kind of just, like, obviously there's no ant that we know of can do that, but he's just casually passed over it, just said, oh, yeah, there was some ants that, like, would chew your bed to pieces the and The fact clothes. that he knows that they've seen it. Do you think maybe he's being hyperbolic? Like, do you think he maybe he's just being like... On the Kool-Aid is Super excited. dramatic. Yeah. Not super dramatic, he but he's just like exaggerating a little bit. That's what I kind of thought. Because he was so upset and sick of fucking everything, touching him and biting him and being but, near him. Mm, I, was, I was the same. I was like, it sounds so fantastical, This like especially when I read on I'm just like, this dude's obviously just putting it out there. But the more and more you read about him, he wasn't that sort of person. He was sort of that straight... Told you how it is. Yeah, yeah. Sh- yeah. just told sh- you how it is. Yeah, exactly right. He was an absolute beast in the jungle. He was fit as fuck. Yeah. Hey, he just walk everywhere, and anyone, anyone who fell behind, he was like, "Oh fuck him! We're just gonna keep walking." Yeah. Like he didn't care. Yeah. What's the ants going? What's I'm not closer. What is the noise? Ah, Clayton. <laughs> yeah, Clayton. There are also casual mentions made of millipedes that squirt cyanide. Fuck no, oh, that's what? cool. You can't. That's, you can't casually you can't mention make that. Make cyanide in your body, can you? I don't know. I'm not He's a millipede. Cyanide seems. <laughs> Like not, I want to Google it. <laughs> Isn't it like acid? Like cyanide is no, cyanide's cyanide's an acid. I thought cyanide's a poison. Yeah, no, insects it's ha- an acid above. Most insects would have acid, but I mean, if it's squirting at you and it's burning, that's a full amount of. And anything's classified as cyanide that's it has an acidic value above yeah. a certain range or something. Yeah. They're classed that so as I'm cyanide. I'm thinking King Kong and Adrian Brody now. Oh yeah, I get what you're saying. Do insects create cyanide? Oh, she's fact-checking you, bro. When do we have a fact-checker? Well, these are animals that haven't been discovered, so how can you fact-check them? I'm 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 just... That's why I said insects. I'm just finding out in general. Um, Some insects that feed on plants producing cyanogenic glucosides glucosides are able to utilise the plant cyanide to defend themselves against predation. There you go. Burnet moths are able to synthesise their own cyanide to protect themselves. So that's a high possibility that that's Mm. legit. Spitting fucking centipedes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the how I pizza can literally squirt cyanide at you. Cobras with legs. <laughs> Do Many, <you> legs. <laughs> Many legs. I was thinking you could probably kill dad with cestrum and no one would know. He told me today. What? He said half a dozen leaves. Yeah. If you had a half a dozen but leaves, But here's what I'm getting at. Oh, dad- so you've been Googling cestrum, have you? Do you know this? Oh, okay. So. <laughs> Why are we killing dad? <laughs> no, I'm oh. saying, I'm saying, you know, I was thinking like you, you could kill someone with cestrum. Like you could probably kill dad with cestrum and get away with it because he's been rolling, riding around on the property getting rid of the cestrum. Mm. Um, and then if he died from cestrum and mum would go, oh yeah, he has been like handling cestrum and they, case closed. Until they but, opened him up and said, why do you ingest a whole branch? 
you don't do it. You don't do it like that. You rub it on his. You rub it on. I don't know his how nipples. you look. Look, look, look. I don't know. Like straight the, up the shuffle. That's how it gets in your system. How do we get from millipedes to this? cyanide? Cyanide. Yeah. It's all it's all noxious. Yeah. Like, continue, Jude. I'm not oh, going to kill you, Dad. But do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you no, could, I, yeah. Exactly, yeah, that's how you premeditate a murder. Yeah, they would just be like, oh, cyanide. Or maybe they'd be like, oh, weird way to go. Dad's just gone and eaten a bunch of cestrum. And, or he maybe inhaled it accidentally into his stomach. Not his lungs. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I'm poisonous right, for cows, but I... Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you inject him with it. You could break it down or boil it or something or mush it into a paste and put it in food and he'd eat it like a chicken pastry, but put it in there so he can't see it. And then he'd eat it. And then they would be like, oh, he died from cestrum. And everyone in the family would be like, oh, yeah, he handled cestrum. No one would think that we He's killed a finger him. Finger licker. <laughs> yeah. No? I wonder how much cestrum it would take to kill a human. Well, you're not tracking. You told me. Uh, is, that, is that what it is? Half dad a dozen. reckons half a dozen, or I think it was half a dozen. Yeah. Yeah. Dad used to also tell us that he was a cowboy in the Wild West and sucked venom out of his mouth. Oh, okay. oh, <laughs> <laughs> and mum was you? a horse trainer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> horse. So there was also a type of gigantic spider. You're gonna love this one. Mm-mm. Larger than a dinner plate. Fuck. He oh. called it a pazooka spider, which he says has poison that could kill a grown man nearly instantaneously. Well, he's incorrect because it would be venom. Yeah, that's, sorry, that's true. I'm no, not. No, I don't no. want to make him out to be a liar. This, yeah, well, true. It could just be the person who wrote. Maybe unless people- you ate the spider, then it killed you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm, I think I'm so smart, but really, I'm not. Uh, so, kill a grown man instantaneously, and also this spider liked to enter tents at night. Hey now. Oh, so they've worked out firsthand how it kills someone in- instantly. Then, yeah, yeah, you uh, see it, and then you kill yourself. No, thank you. Another creature described in only passing de- detail is what is described as a cat-like canid with a double nose. And he also makes mention of a shark called a mangru- mangaruyu, which he writes is a freshwater shark, huge but toothless, said to attack men and swallow them if it gets the chance. Groper. That's like that's what I thought. I thought like maybe the big catfish over there yeah. in the Amazon. You've heard of them like not swallowing men, but children. They've found children like... What the cat? In isn't there, what, what's in the Amazon panthers? No leopards or whatever jaguars. Yeah, jaguars. So that'd be the the cat he's talking about, wouldn't it? Well, it just says a double. It says. What do you mean by double nose? Like, yeah, I had no idea what he meant by that. It describes yeah, a cat like canid. Have you and seen double nose? Peppa Pig front on. <laughs> yeah, because you never see a front on. Yeah, because so she got it's the two four just... eyes. <laughs> That's immediately what I thought of. Pepper in the Amazon. Pepper Pig has four eyes because you never see her front on, so she's got two eyes on either side, obviously. I don't know why, but as soon as she said that, that's what I thought of, like, double-nosed. Yeah. Exactly well, I mean, really, that's the only way you can explain it. Well, yeah. I saw that photo of Pepper Pig for the first time, I laughed so hard I cried. Yeah, I had to stare at it for a while. I was, like, trying to make it. I was like, what the fuck? Because so, you don't watch Pepper like we do. That's true. Or do I? <laughs> These are all strange in that they give such short attention to these odd animals, irritatingly brief and lacking in detail, mm. which was a bit odd for Fawcett, who normally went into great lengths to take precise and detailed notes during his expedition. Fawcett made another brief mention in his many notes of something very strange and large and seemingly very much like a dinosaur in the wilds of Bolivia, to which he wrote the following. Some mysterious and enormous beast has frequently been disturbed in the swamps, possibly a primeval monster like those reported in other parts of the continent. Certainly tracks have been found belonging to no known animal, huge tracks, far greater than any that could have been made by any species that we know. So he's finding these massive tracks in the mud and that, and he's, he's like, 
this is no known creature that we know of because they're absolutely massive. Was it like yeah. um, reptilian, so like dinosaur-esque, or was it like more humanoid or, yeah, like, or, or like canine or feline? I can only guess that they were more like, you know, dinosaur-y, like elephant kind of. That's heaps fucking annoying. He could have given us like a yeah. little bit of a... Kind of like pussy cat paws, but being like <laughs> just, just giant. Give us something. <laughs> That's why they say it's so frustrating. All these little bits yeah, and pieces. pieces. He I doesn't know more. He doesn't give enough detail. Mm. I guess he can only give you so much. He, it's not like he's studying each individual. Oh, I don't know. Can but like more. you say, it's not. He's got a timeline. He's got money. He's got to get to what he's trying to do. Like yeah. as crazy as this would be, he can't really stop and study him for too long. Yeah, he's probably. You know, I was going to say beating them off. He's probably <laughs> what? Hitting, what? Him, hitting him with his journal half the time trying to fend off these dangerous creatures. And he's Bring that dick back here. <laughs> Bring that. Oh, oh, that's a giant lemur. <laughs> and you've and you got to think got that, fangs. that everything was probably new in the jungle to him at this time. Yeah. Like yeah. Only, only, everything he saw, like a different type of snake, he's like, fuck, that's probably poisonous. Do I, yeah. But do I write that? Nah, fuck, nah, yeah. Too many. Yeah. So this ne- next one is forces... Expeditions alleged encounters with a giant snake, far larger than anything known today, and apparently more aggressive as well. Compared to the brief matter-of-fact write-ups on the creatures earlier mentioned, Fawcett in this case goes into greater detail about the team's d- disturbing encounter with the serpent. So he goes, he goes a bit more in-depth this time. So Fawcett proceeds to recount. We were drifting easily along in the sluggish current not far below the confluence of the Rio Negro, when almost under the bow of the boat, there appeared a triangular head and several feet of undulating body. It was a giant anaconda. I sprang for my rifle as the creature began to make its way up the bank and hardly waited to aim, smashed a .44 soft nose bullet into its spine, 10 feet below the wicked head. Oh, tell you, 10, 10 feet. feet below the head. Yep. At once there was a flurry of foam and several heavy thumps against the boat's keel, shaking us as though we had run a snag. You got to remember, this is written. Like, I'm talking. This yeah. is exactly what he wrote in his diary. Like Benjamin Ellington, yeah. bare flesh. <laughs> <laughs> With great difficulty, I persuaded the Indian crew to turn in shorewards. They were so frightened that the whites showed all around their popping eyes. And in a moment of firing, I heard their terrified voices begging me not to shoot, lest the monster destroy the boat and kill everyone on board. For not only do these creatures attack boats when injured, but also there is great danger from their mates. Ooh. Hey, bro. <laughs> he shot me. me. He shot me. <laughs> oh, he's wiggling. He was. He's wiggling. How dare you? Hey, Derek is over there lifting a big stomp. Oh, he's telling you. <laughs> Boar's in trouble. This white guy shot me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, kids. <laughs> <laughs> we stepped ashore and approached the reptile with caution. It was out of action, but shivers ran up and down this body like puffs of wind on a mountain tarn. As far as it was possible to measure, a length of 45 feet nah. lay out of the water nah. and 17 feet in it, making a total length of 62 feet. It's a fucking aeroplane. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Its body was not thick for such a colossal length, not more than 12 inches in diameter, but it had probably been long without food. It's a giant earthworm. Yeah. No, it's an anaconda. <laughs> Mama put that on a hook Save it for later kids <laughs> He goes on to say I've got no idea what he tries to do I tried to cut a piece out of the skin But the beast was by no means dead and Suddenly upheavals rather scared us A penetrating foded odour Emanated from the snake Probably its breath Which is believed to have a stupefying effect 
first attracting and later paralyzing its prey. It's like, what's that fucking Pokemon? Ghastly. Ghastly, yeah. Yeah. That hangs around with the other one. Uh, Arbok. Arbok, fucking some shit like that. The cobra looking thing. Team Rockets. But like, you yeah. know, the Ghastly, it goes, hey! <laughs> 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 that's like her poison. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Everything about this snake was repulsive. Such large specimen, specimens as this may not be common, but the trails in the swamps reach a wide a width of six feet and support the statements of the Indians and the rubber pickers that the anaconda sometimes reaches an incredible size, altogether dwarf, dwarfing the one I shot by me. So there's Indian stuff out there like, nah, it's only like a small one. Well, there's ones, there's like, ones out there bigger than that. Has, that was like 50-something yeah. feet. 62 feet. Has Fawcett considered that the anaconda might read his diary and that's not very nice to read about you? So they're like, oh, oh I'm bigger than that. You I was little. My breath's not that bad. <laughs> but think of 62 feet. 62 feet. Mm. And wait until you hear this. The Brazilian Boundary Commission told me of one killed in the Rio Paraguay exceeding 80 feet in length. That's just... You can't even think about it, can you? Like that's that that snake is that big that you like, can't I'm, even. I'm six feet. I'm over six <laughs> foot. So that's ten of me. What the fuck? Yeah, that's yep. ten of me lying down. That's right, Josh. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking Joshes. That's, a, that's too many Joshes. Five. I love how you do that too. I do that. I rang Dad the other day because I'm like, "How much is two hundred meters?" He's like, "What do you mean? It's two hundred meters." I'm like, "But like, how long's that?" He's like, "What do you mean?" And it's kind of like, "How." What is the length of something that's like two hundred meters? Like he just points there. Yeah, like Dad always be like, "Is that many?" I'm like, "But how long is that?" Oh, you mean you want something two me- hundred yeah. meters? And he's like, "You know," bit. and it's kind of like you know, say something like, "Oh, you know, the Statue of Liberty," and it's like, "Oh, uh, you need, I need to," because he was like, "What about the measurement of this?" I'm like, "Fucking, you got to tell me what it is." Like, it's I'll an do the object. Old shed Visualize it. When I was a kid, Dad told me from the front door to the shed, mm. of the shed, closer shed, mm. it was fifty meters. So I just do that measurement. That's not a bad idea. It works every I time. I can do that. Very good. 80%, 80% of the time, whereas 100% of the time. <laughs> Brian, that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> that's pure gasoline. <laughs> so this last um, little encounter, Fawcett also wrote quite a lot about his encounters with a tribe of hairy man-like beasts that he calls the Maracoxi, and which are mostly described as being little more than beastly-haired ape-like savages. Like, you can tell the time. Like, yeah, oh time. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. By far his most detailed entry on these creatures is all... Also, the most sensational in which Fawcett provides a blow-by-blow description of his expedition's frightening encounter with these beasts as follows. These creatures were apparently called Maracoxus by the Maxibus. So, the these Maxibus people, that's what they called them. They dwelt to their northeast. Due east, there was said to be another group of short black people covered with hair who were truly cannibalistic and hunted humans for food, cooking the bodies over a fire on a bamboo spit and tearing off the meat. Sounds lovely. The Maxibus regarded as merely loathsome and lowly people. So even among themselves, they regard themselves as like f- different sorts of I people. I feel like, I don't know, I don't really know for sure, but cannibalism was like kind of normal back in the day with some tribes, wasn't it? With some so tribes, the only different, been, yeah. the only difference is he's saying these were covered in hair. Yeah. That's the only difference. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure like More these, these Maxibus, Maxibus people that were yeah. another tribe and they obviously didn't eat meat because they're yeah. saying like these guys over here they eat meat um, All human the can- meat cannibals yeah. yeah and we we kind of don't so you're right there would have been some out there that did and some who yeah. didn't it was but just- by insinuating that they're cannibalistic that would mean that he believes they are a, a breed of men yeah well true yeah because yeah. they're eating men. Can- well otherwise you're he right. would just say they were meat eaters like. you're right. yeah an animal mm. out there just like- 
On a later trip, uh, Fawcett was told of an ape-like people who lived in holes in the ground, were also covered with dark hair and were nocturnal. Nah. So that they were known in surrounding areas as the Mokagos or bat people. As a nighttime people. <laughs> <laughs> These types are uh, also called the Cabaludos or hairy people by the Spanish-speaking and last of all, the Tatos or armadillos by several. Uh, they're called armadillos by several uh, merry Indian groups because of they like to live in holes like the animals. That's what I was, I was like. Yeah, so they just compared the armadillos. I'm the Christmas armadillo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Santa's friend. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? We don't get it. <laughs> Fawcett also record, uh, records forest Indians as telling him that the Makagos have an incredibly well-developed sense of smell, which prompts even these acute hunters to suggest that they have some sixth sense. So even after learning all this, nevertheless, he went into the jungle anyway. He went searching. He, he wasn't deterred by any of this. Because he's a white man. <laughs> God grant me the confidence think, of a white man. <laughs> I think the thing about him was he was so badass that on his first expeditions he come home and everyone's like, holy shit, dude, like... What you've done is amazing. You are an absolute legend. And then it started to get into his mind. Oh, okay. So he kind of started to think he's, he's like, invincible. Yes, I am. I yeah. Am <laughs> you know <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He backs towards Rafa. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> so they, him and his party ventured out along the river, coming across some oddities along the way. The first interesting discovery was a previously unknown Ameri Indian tribe who identified themselves as the Maxibis. So when you say unknown, like the, the Indian guys he's with are like, I don't know who that is. Or they could, they might actually, they might like his Indian guide and stuff probably knew about these people, but like yeah. undiscovered, but to undiscovered the rest to, of to the world, yeah, right. yeah, to science, to society. Yeah. yeah. So his guides weren't like, ah, oh, fucking keep rowing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Don't know them. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't go around this neighborhood. This is the Bronx or the Amazon. So these guys displayed some curious traits, such as their religion of worshiping the sun and demonstrating a curious knowledge of planets of the solar system. So even these people in the middle of the jungle had a vast knowledge of the solar system and stars. Hell. Can't see through the trees. Everything would... <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have bird's nest up there. They would have taken turns. <laughs> taking turns. But they'd look up there and they'd be like, there's there's a million planets. They just see lights. I don't yeah, you just see lights. They'd... But you've got to think about it. If they've got nothing else, all they do nothing all night is just do. look up and just be like, hmm, lights. Yeah, but stars are cool. You know, people even like nowadays like that's to what sit I'm saying. Like, that's I mean, all they had to do. What I mean to know yeah. about, like you said, the gal- like what'd you say? The the um It says here that um they could draw out with rather shocking accuracy like solar systems that's and planets. Cr- solar systems, how, how do they not look up how do they look up there and go, That's a solar system, that's a planet, that's a That's what I'm saying. These pe- these people aren't as backward do. as you think they are. No, Shifty. The, yeah, have you never like seen like the pyramids and all that? Like their drawings, they draw at like. Oh, I don't know. What you're talking. Don't talk to me. I was like on board. I was like, that makes sense. Josh is the one that. No, but it's crazy. Just crazy. Didn't think so. No, but I think it's crazy that they don't have I any know, technology. And they're saying, like, that's a solar system. That's a planet. Sorry, that's a planet. I was that's saying, a star. I don't know. I don't know. Were they labeling it or were they just drawing what they saw in the sky? They could be just drawing at. what they saw. That's in what the I sky. mean, Josh. They don't necessarily uh, go. That's fucking Neptune. Like they don't know that. But they could like. Like, yeah, star signs like Leo and Sagittarius and all that. They yeah. knew, like, all the st- well, signs and stuff like that. That makes complete sense because you used to travel back in the day via the stars when yeah. you were travel overnight because they would guide you, right? 
I don't think they were sitting there going, fucking Marby. Oh, <laughs> Roll on a like, big map. Yeah. But they. Mercury's are closer to the sun. Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> they've found. It's hot. They've found in the Amazon jungle now, they've found like temples and everything, like temples to the sun and temples mm. to the moon, and it's all aligned perfectly with the stars that's and everything. It's, yeah. it's incredible. That makes sense. That that's checks scary. out. So this would have been interesting to study further, but Fawcett and company were not there to do any anthropological work. And oh man, he's missing. He's on a mission. All he's on a mission. Shit. Yeah, I'm gonna find the gold. So where's the money? <laughs> <laughs> After staying with the tribe for a few days, they headed back into the mist shrouded jungle once more, leaving these fascinated people behind and crossing over into a region that was completely unseen by so, outsiders. So they're getting deeper and further, getting, and they're going further, and then the guides going, oh, they're fuck, I'm running out of shit to make up." It's a- <laughs> I know this fellow, hey Tim. Oh God, he's pulling a spear out. I feel like it'd be one of those ones where you wake up and there's a new guy that has like disappeared into the night every day. They're just like, fuck this shit. So after several days of dealing with the numerous perils of this untamed land, the expedition found themselves faced with a mysterious trail out there in the middle of nowhere, which they presumed to be, be one used by the natives of the region. As they stood there deciding whether to follow the trail or not and which way to go, Fawcett writes that they saw two figures moving about a hundred yards away, apparently chattering as they as they walked in some unknown language, and they were also carrying bows and arrows with them. Although they Poor were first, huh? Just, He's <laughs> just being a fuckface in the background. You said they were chattering. <laughs> no, Josh. It's like of some. What was that show we loved? Um, I love Fasco. It's like when Erin Swin, when she starts talking in that language, like a completely... Oh, yeah, it's like it a whole language. language. That's what it sounds like doing. Mm. Although they it's were... Real language. <laughs> Although they were first uh, presumed to be from a local tribe, closer inspection showed them to be decidedly odder, and Fawcett describes them with the song. We could not see them clearly for the shadows dappling their bodies, but it seemed to me that they were large, hairy men with exceptionally long arms and with foreheads sloping back from pronounced eye ridges. Men with a very Slipping primitive back. kind, in fact, and stark naked. So like Neanderthal-esque. Yeah. Suddenly they turned and made off into the undergrowth. <laughs> and we, knowing it was useless to follow, started up the north leg of the trail. So like, we're not catching them. So they just like direction or followed them? They slowly. just went up the north leg of the trail. They just like rainbow. They just like... Carry on. Like yeah. They just watch them scatter away. They're Carry not, on. Yeah. <laughs> They're not running to go get back up. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll be fine. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, oh, I can't keep this up. Mm. It seems obvious by this point that Fawcett did not regard what he had glimpsed as human beings. This was perhaps all odd enough as it was, but it got even more bizarre that evening at dusk when the forest suddenly came alive with the sound of what seemed to be bellowing horns from out of the distant dark. Oh, fuck, where's the raft? They found the five of them. The expedition members were immediately on alert as they instinctively knew that this was an aggressive sound issued forth with the promise of threat. Mm. These fuckers snitched. (laughs) (laughs) Fawcett would ride of these horns and what followed. In the subdued light of evening, beneath the high vault of branches in this forest untrodden by civilised man, the sound was as eerie as the opening notes of some fantastic opera. We knew the savages made it and that those savages were now on our trail. Soon we could hear shouts and jabbering in to the accompaniment of the rough horn calls, a barbarous, merciless din, in marked contrast to the stealth of the ordinary savage. Darkness, still, still distant above the treetops, was settling rapidly down here in the depths of the wood, so we looked about us for a camping site. Wait, so just, I'm, I started thinking like torches and that chasing them, but... These guys are that primitive, there'd be no fire. 
No, I'm pretty sure they have they have fire. They're fire, yeah. Yeah, but they, they didn't say anything about fire. They just said they heard horns and like chattering and all yeah, that. Yeah, righto. Like they could hear them I in saw, the I distance. I went real movie mode and seen like fire in the yeah. distance coming their way. If that, does, if that does it for you. <laughs> What's doing it for me? <laughs> they saw Charlie Hunnam and was like, oh, what yeah. are you ain't going to They saw a dolphin torch. <laughs> so they... <laughs> Um, so we looked about us for a camping site which offered some measure for safety from attack and finally took refuge in a Takara thicket. Here the naked savages would not dare to follow because of the wicked inch-long thorns. As we slung our hammocks inside the natural stockade, we could hear the savages jabbering excitedly all around, but not daring to enter. Then as the light went, they left us. We heard no more of them. So they're just sitting there in this thicket and there's people like outside around them just like like just waiting like chat- for them. Chattering, yeah. Yeah, just waiting for these guys. Like they want them. I feel like they would know the thorns more than those guys. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> would they dare to go in there? Like you guys went in there and these guys like live on the land. Those dudes probably have like calluses on their dick. Like they're going in. They're probably yeah. use them for fun. Like. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Michael, it's your turn to go in. He takes one step. Ash, my dick comes back out. (laughs) No one's going in there. (laughs) He then goes on to describe what happened when he found the village of these incredible wild wild men. Fawcett writes the following. So you got to set this. He walks in. They're just walking along and they see like these shelters, just like these man-made shelters. And he's kind of like looking around. There's like, he can see them. And he describes them as having like really long hair that hangs over their eyes and everything no, like that. No, 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 And he's like just watching them and one's like working at something at the fire or whatever and one's like just walking around. And then he goes, there was one that was just sitting in the, like this little hut. So he goes on to write this. I whistled and an enormous creature, hairy as a dog, leapt to his feet in the nearest shelter, fitted an arrow to his bow in a flash and came up dancing from one leg to the other. Till he was only four yards away, emanating grunts. So he's like going from leg to leg and just grunting at him like, woo, woo, woo. And I was like, fucking hell, man. He remained there dancing and suddenly the whole forest around us was alive with these hideous ape men, all grunting and dancing from leg to leg in the same way as they strung arrows to their bows. It looked like a very delicate situation for us. And I wondered if this was the end. Fucking what? Yeah, um, guys, I think now's the time to leave. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't think I'm made up for the jungle. <laughs> it's not so much the bows, it's the leg hopping. It's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're continuously doing it. I'd be exhausted by now. <laughs> I made friendly overtures in Maxubi, but they paid no attention. It was, it was as though human speech were beyond their powers of comprehension. The, key, the creatures in front of me ceased his dance, stood for a moment perfectly still, and then drew his bowstring back till it was level with his ear at the same time raising the barbed point of a six-foot arrow to the height of my chest. What the fuck? How, that's, that's you, that's you, sense. remember? That doesn't make sense. You can't pull a six-foot arrow. This guy can. That's, your a, arms that's are... a spear, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I looked straight into the pig-like eyes, half hidden under the overhanging brow, and knew that he was not going to loose that arrow yet. don't know how he knew that. Because <laughs> he's arrogant. As deliberately as he you had raised it, it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pussy, pussy. <laughs> he looks around like support. Hey, come here, can I do it? <laughs> as deliberately as he had raised it, he now lowered the bow and commenced once more the slow dance and the grunting. A second time, he raised the arrow at me and drew the bow back. And again, I knew he would not shoot. It was just as the Maxubis told me it would be again. Again, he lowered the bow and continued his dance. Then. For the third time, he halted and began to bring the arrow's point. I knew he meant business this time. (laughs) 
and drew out a Mauser pistol I had on my hip. Oh, it was wow. a big, clumsy thing of a caliber unsuitable to the forest. But I had brought it because of the clipping, the wooden holster to the pistol butt. It became a carbine and was lighter to carry than a true rifle. I used .38 black shells, which made a din out of all proportions oh, to their size. He describes his MO yeah. so much. But he, goes, but he can't describe like the animals we've seen. Fucking centipede. I never raised... <laughs> you'll love this bit. I never raised it. I just pulled the trigger and banged it off into the <laughs> ground at Amos. So I scattered. Dance, motherfucker! <laughs> it was instantaneous. A look of complete <laughs> amazement came to the hideous face and the little eyes opened wide. He dropped his bow and arrow and sprang away as quickly as a cat to vanish behind a tree. I'm and then they run up through the river. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but I don't know what's creepier. Imagine being like a fully hairy human and seeing someone with no hair. That's mm. fucking scary. Yeah. It's like the descent or something. You're yeah. a creature from the descent to them. I think, you're the first person I've ever seen like that. I think yeah. they're super polite, to be honest. These guys are in their village. <laughs> They don't even know what you are. And yeah. they're just like, Let's him give him a few warning shots. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and he off. just stood there and he was like, dude, yeah. go. Like, like, can you please leave? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hopping, man. So, <laughs> I still want to kill you. After this guy vanished, this human thing, whatever you want to call it, vanished behind the trees, then the arrows began to fly. We shot off a few shot uh, rounds into the branches, hoping the noise would scare the savages into a more receptive frame of mind. That's how they did everything from England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen a gun before. <laughs> But they seemed in no way disposed to accept us. And before anyone was hurt... Oh, shit. We, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just strolled away. Why nobody like me? He's got his pistol. What's wrong with I this? I for him, Papa. You shot me. I done the adult thing you told me. <laughs> so before anyone was hurt, we gave it up as hopeless and retreated down the trail to the camp was out of sight. Oh, so this is fucking hopeless. <laughs> Dude, I tried everything. <laughs> I tried shooting. Well, Morgan going to shake his hand, but he looked at your dirty hands. <laughs> we were not followed, but the clamour in the village continued for a long time as we struck off northwards, and we could still hear the grunting of the enraged braves. That's, that's the end of so the... creepy. So he's he's written all that. Yep. Then disappeared, but his journals turned up. He went. He went. So. He, come, whole, he went back and forth. Oh, so he a lot. Yeah, back. he went back and forth a lot. And the last time he went with only him and his son, and <sighs> and then that was no one ever heard from him again. Seems safe. Except son. there was he later. His wife kept looking for him. She never found him. But later, I forget where it was, but it came up that a guy had a hold of his ring, and before they could get to this guy, he passed away. And then they asked his wife, "Oh, what happened?" Like, and she didn't know. But then the ring was returned back to the family. So they ended up finding his ring. But, but they sent they yeah. sent hundreds of people in looking for him and no one found it. They think they found like some of his equipment throughout the villages. Like some of the villages had some of his equipment. But that was it. He might have just given him some shit, or could have been that. It's theorized that either he, he found Z or Z and he ended up living with the villagers, or he just come across a tribe that was just didn't take shit yes. and just killed him. Spoilers. That's kind of how the movie ends. It kind of ends with him either becoming a part of the tribe or yeah. being killed by the tribe. Yeah. So you don't know. You don't know. It's all it's all theorized. Tom is Holland it, played his how, son. How old is the movie? Oh, uh, it's only twenty seventeen. Yeah, ah, uh, righto. I'm thinking of some old one I watched a long time ago. No. I was probably still living at home where they're on a raft and these villagers were shooting at them. This is like Amazon, and in the end, it shows they found the village they were looking for. I think they killed them. They had one of those handheld cameras. Yeah, and then it showed the old guy that went missing. Oh, and you're talking about like the um, Michael he, Rockefeller. I'm not sure, but he walks out of the tent and the starts. The Green Inferno. Like he become one it, of them. It wasn't the Green Inferno. It was Eli another, Roth. It was another one where the, the it ended up being cannibalistic. 
like the cannibals yeah. killed. Well, they were in the village with him. They were fine for a little bit. Then all of a sudden, the village killed one of his friends and then started yeah. killing him. And then the camera dropped there. And after the camera dropped and they killed the people who the whole movie were recording, yeah. it showed the fellow that went missing. They were yeah. looking for I and he came out of the tent. He was old. And he was like part of the village. It's all like a, yeah, like what you said, it's all like a found footage kind yeah. of fi- film. I think I it, was, it, was a, it was a story. Um, uh, sort of made off the dis- disappearance of Michael Rockefeller, who yeah, crashed right. his plane into the Amazon, wasn't it? No, or? he was on. He was going there to study all different tribes and that, and then he got caught on a raft out in the open with two guides with him. And he was like out in the middle of the water, like getting further out to sea. And they said, "Stay here, we'll go get help." And they went, and then he was with another lady, another person doing study. And he said, "Look, they're not coming back. Just stay here. I'm going to try to swim to shore." And then that's the last time anyone had ever heard from him. Yeah, right. I think that is the movie though. That was well. That was they were going looking for him. Yeah, that was yeah. the whole. That was mm. him at the it end. It's more like just friends ex- excited on a tour, and they go yeah. deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and and then up wherever. I it think was. they're playing I crashes. I only vaguely into remember Amazon. it. Yeah. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're playing. Well, maybe it, does. They, it It crashes, and they're all doing the handheld thing, and that was the issue. They were supposed to be flying somewhere else to enter the Amazon somewhere else, and yeah, it crashes, right. and that's how they. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. It was creepy. But though. I'm pretty sure you have to go to dinner. <laughs> Oh, yes. So All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We always appreciate the time you put into listening to our bullshit. Yes, no one else will. Nope. No, no one at all. <laughs> I can't say goodbye. Stay. <laughs> I can't say goodbye. Stay curious. And Josh is going to stay with you because he doesn't know how to say goodbye. <laughs> Josh is just <laughs> here for several hours. Someone come get me. And make sure you shake hands instead of firing weapons when you say hello to people on the Not street. always a good thing to do. Okay, fire first. I don't care anymore. Trust your instincts. I'm Trust your gut. Just say goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, he's done it. He's done it. Goodbye. See you guys. See you later. Bye.